Hey, what's up? Welcome to the AV Club Podcast. My guest today is Matt Wilson. Now, Matt used to be my boss. I used to work for Matt in Marble Falls at a company called Austin 360 Photography. And at that place, we became friends, man. We became uh, we became friends. And so it was cool to have him back over after not working there for a while and, and really just tra- chatting as friends and getting to catch up. Um, he's a business owner, and he recently went through a little health and fitness uh, transformation that has really flipped his whole world and his attitude upside down for the for the best way possible for him. And so I was excited to get to talk to him about that. And not only has he changed mentally, but his physical appearance is way different from the last time I met him. And, um, yeah, he looks great and he's doing great. And it was it was super exciting to hear him talk about the, the positive things happening in his life. So I hope you guys take away something from this episode and... Here's Matt Wilson. We're rolling. All right. We're, we're live. We're live. Cheers, man. Cheers, thanks brother. It's the, good uh, to see you. Thanks for the beverage, man. Yeah. It's good to be in the Georgetown area. Dude, the Georgetown area is awesome. I didn't realize you were over on the, the east, east side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're like, I think if you go south, we are maybe five <laughs> minutes from... You know the first thing I thought of when um, you sent me that address, right? And I, and I saw the... The, the Google Maps above you. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> I would never live here. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. That's the first thing I thought. Of. <laughs> One of those oh. house farms. Oh, it's <laughs> great. No, but I love the house. It's great. Thanks, man. Thanks. It's it's cool, but we're. Uh, I think our lease is up on the thirty first of July. Yeah. So and we're all trying to figure out what to do next. So they're gonna let you renew, or they're gonna jack up your rent like everyone's. They're doing in this crazy housing market. They're pretty cool about it. I think though, if we were to stay, they'd let us at the same rate. But That's I don't great. know if what we're doing. I don't know what we're doing yet. We're all kind of trying to figure that out, you know, because we're we're still young, but mm-hmm. we're getting to the point where it's like our own separate paths are. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. So, which is a really good thing. I think it's I think it's a great thing. But we're great. just yeah, we're trying to figure that out right now. Yeah, I just uh, just closed on a house. Finally, uh, that's awesome, man. Yeah, it's really, it's kind of surreal, like walking around and just being like, "This is mine. This isn't like someone else's house yeah. that I'm taking care of right now." You know? Wow, it's a different feeling for sure. And but it was a stressful process. I if, bet. If anyone ever buys a house, just be prepared to take a lot longer than what what they say it's going to mm-hmm. take, and then for for you to be really frustrated with sending things that you've already yeah. sent them before. <laughs> yeah, man. That's weird though for you, especially cause you know a lot about the market and the, a lot about the industry. Yeah. Yeah. And then like the role was flipped all of a sudden. Well, a lot of it had to do with, there was a, the, the underwriter for my, my loan mm-hmm. wasn't even in the state. Oh, so wow. a lot, a lot of the times, like if you work with a big box um, lender, then you're going to deal with people that are, have no idea who you are. There's no personal connection for you. So, and they just do this all day long. So you're just like a line item on. Yeah. So they just keep, yeah, they just are like, okay, I need this. Well, it's like, I already, I gave you that. Yeah. And, but they don't remember you at all because you're just, just some, they're just wheeling and dealing all day. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're like a number on the list and they're like, oh, okay, we'll need this. Yeah. That's wild. That's a bummer, but you're in, right? Yeah. All in, all moved in. Um, yeah, it's been incredible. What's the biggest difference between like, is it just a feeling you get knowing like it's ownership now? Yeah. Yeah. It's like my money's I'm paying for my own equity at this yeah. point and I'm not paying for someone else's equity in their home yeah. or apartment complex that they bought with 
someone else's money right too <laughs> dude that's awesome and how close are you to the the water i am two blocks from lake lbj that's so cool so I'm, I'm right next to a little place called tropical hideaway okay which back in the day used to be like a like a grill and a like a beachside thing like a boat town burger bar on lake yeah. lbj now but now it's just like condos and okay they didn't they used to be vacation rentals but now it's just like people that want to live there yeah so Wow, dude, that's huge. Yeah, that's freaking cool, man. So, I've I've seen, I've seen you. I've known you through two two different places before this one. That's right. Yeah, that's right. So, I was at the that tiny little apartment. Yeah, when, when you first started working there. That's right. What it was that a? Did you tell me that was for like older folks? You just were able to get in there, or was that? <laughs> no, I, no. For clear, just to clarify, I did not live in a senior community. <laughs> I did not weasel my way into a senior community. Um, no, it was. <laughs> they were just little condo garage apartments. That's cool. And that it, was cool though. It just happened to be that a majority of the people that lived there were oh, yeah. were <laughs> old. Yeah. <laughs> I told you about how I met my neighbor, right? No, dude. So I walk outside one day, and I'm getting in my car, and this old lady comes out of her apartment yeah and she's like walking slowly like partially because she's like being timid but also because she's old and she's kind of <laughs> yeah. um when she goes there's like excuse me son um this is gonna sound really weird and it's really embarrassing but i fell asleep in my recliner last night and i think my dentures fell out and fell underneath and i can't find them can you help lift up my recliner wow. so you help find my dentures <laughs> did you find them oh yeah we found them. <laughs> that's sick that's <laughs> then she, cool then she nice. baked me cookies <laughs> what that's my story dude good night everybody <laughs> thanks for coming man yeah. i appreciate your time uh, matt first of all i've known you for probably a little over two years now mm-hmm. 2019 ish summer of two actually right around two years right yeah that's right and dude when i met you you were you didn't look like what you do now yeah i uh i'll i'll send you some pictures to put up for posting yeah no yeah um but yeah i've actually uh i had a kind of come to Jesus meeting with my personal health and fitness. And for the last year, really, I've really just completely changed the way I eat, mm-hmm. completely changed the way that I, I rest and the way that I de-stress myself and the, and the way that I get active. Yeah. So it's been a, just a total mindset and body change. Um, but mindset comes first. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Uh-huh. You're building new habits and dude, it's, it's paid dividends for you, man. It's not like, so before it's not like you were a bigger guy. You and you're like what six foot three, six four. Yeah, I'm six five. Okay, I, but I was <laughs> I was two seventy at my at my height. Yeah, at my mo- at my heaviest, my yeah. fattest. <laughs> right. But like people would tell me like, yeah, you really carry that well, and it's like, no, <laughs> no, it's, yeah. Like I look back at pictures of of me then, and I'm like, no. There's like people were being very kind. <laughs> people were very very kind. yeah. Well, you're always your toughest critic on yourself. But, yeah. But like no, like you were so. Out of honest, from my opinion, you were a big guy, like you were hefty. And I'm like, you were, I would say, so there's like stages, right? Everybody has, there's like, like, so there's like chubby, there's like fat, and there's like, like obese. Right. I would say you were fat. You weren't chubby. Absolutely. Yeah. You weren't obese. More than chubby. You were more than chubby. You were, you were fatty, but, uh, chubby plus. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You were extra chubby. But yeah, dude, you were like, and you really didn't. Obviously, your body wasn't meant for that, and you could tell. Like, yeah. and especially, I've seen pictures of you in the past. I knew you were like a skinnier guy, mm-hmm. and then like 
seen you and that was just how I knew you. That's that's the Matt I knew. And right. so I was like, oh, well, he just, you know, it looks like Matt. It looks like Matt. And then I saw you again like a couple of weeks ago and I was like, oh, shit, dude, you like, you're getting after it. And so yeah. what did you do? First of all, when you were, when you were big, when yeah. you're fat, Matt, what fat did Matt. you, let's call it fat Matt. What did you, That's... what, what were you not doing and why weren't you doing it? Why do you think that was like in that? Well, I think it all started with my mother. No, <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, really, I think a lot of it had to do with just bad habits of the, the bar scene starting in late college where mm. we would just go sit down at a bar and start drinking beers and have appetizers for some reason like Applebee's oh I know I was because all of our friends were like waiters and bartenders at Applebee's in Temple when we were going to UMHB and so this was right around when they were doing dollar Budweiser's and two dollar Long Island iced teas like they had to have armed security. That sounds at dangerous. The, they had to have armed security at the Applebee's and Temple. Whoa! Because people were getting in fist fights, drinking Dollar Budweisers. <laughs> oh my gosh! It's pretty dude. savage. Dollar Budweisers—that's insane. They don't even sell water for a dollar at most places. Like currently, like oh, that's awesome though. That's cool. I don't know how they make the math work, but <laughs> it, it, it worked. Um, but no, so I think. Bad habits started there where it was just, you know, get used to drinking a lot of heavy beers, yeah. get used to eating a lot of fried foods, uh, not really taking the time to have any type of good physical exercise, got away from like stuff that I like to do, like hiking, lifting weights, that kind of stuff. Right. And so just getting back to walking every morning was the like the biggest step yeah. of taking that first step. Like I had to just start walking mm-hmm. every morning because that's really all my body could handle. Because I mean, you remember yeah, us yeah. like trying to work out and just me just trying to get on the bike yeah. was a chore. Yeah, yeah. And I was hurting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. And that's the thing that uh, I feel like a lot of people don't realize is that you don't have to start, you don't have to go from zero to 100, literally like mm-hmm. in a day. You you build up to that. And like you said, you walked, you started walking and that's how you transitioned into now, which you're probably, yeah. well, you're probably running and lifting weights and every you're probably doing anything you want to do now physically yeah like no more back pain no more wow. hip pain yeah like i'm all loosey goosey <laughs> and limber and i mean now it's x trying to work out at least four days a week mm-hmm. going to the, like just lifting weights that's very realistic yeah like the the program is six days a week but it's just almost impossible to make that happen mm-hmm. six days a week with your yeah you're scheduling out everything that just life yeah yeah um, but then also, you know, go to the track and just try yeah. to spend like an hour at the track walking and running and more so than anything, it's what I put in my body. Yeah. That is the, the biggest factor in how I, my outward appearance. Right. Like, yeah, it's the diet change has been the biggest thing. Taking away fried foods, taking away most mm. carbs in general, knowing what time of day to do that. Yeah. Skipping meals when I need to learning how to learning what actual hunger is versus, Hey, this is the normal time you eat. My body's telling me, Hey, put some fucking food in here. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, man. I mean, it's a big issue. I feel like people have, and especially like in college when you're, you see the, the weight gain, a lot of people experience weight gain in college. That's why they call it freshman 15. And, and you never really seem to lose that in college unless you have a friend that's active or unless you hit a a wall, like a breaking point in college, which, seems to be like no, no most people don't like even me like i've had a lot of friends in college that i'm like oh okay this guy's kind of eating like kind of whatever he wants to that's pretty wild and then you see like a picture on their on their instagram 
and it's them in high school like a year ago and they're like a totally different person. They gained like 30 pounds and you're like, whoa, man, like you need to slow down. It's it's hard to yeah, say yeah. that to people though, but you know, like it's just something that people don't catch for some reason, which. Well, you kind of feel like it's almost like you're in a fog of, mm. of just bad decisions. Yeah. And it just keeps compounding on itself because that's all you know. Like momentum is very very real thing when it comes to your diet and your exercise because it yeah. can be either you're rolling downhill the wrong way or you're you got the momentum going uphill mm-hmm. and you're doing better yeah like but it's very real both ways like you can get drugged down and get really unhealthy very quickly or you can really really ramp up your stuff and your 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 physical fitness and right. actually have some progress yeah and it, and it's really what it boils down to is that that first step that mental that mental click in your mind that says, Hey, you're not, you're not optimal. You're not feeling, yeah, yeah. you're not feeling as good as you could. You're not looking as good as you could and something needs to change. And then mm-hmm. it's about building those habits, right? Because it's so easy to just, I think it's just almost natural for us to develop these unhealthy habits and these bad habits in terms of our eating, our fitness, because it's kind of what we're born into. It's what yep. we know. It's what we're taught. It's what we're trained to, to just do. And then breaking those habits is the hardest thing. And then developing the new ones is an added layer of, of toughness. And then right now you're at this point clearly where it's like, okay, I know that I was in those bad habits. They're gone. I'm, I'm building these new ones. And then reinforcing it and making sure that they never go away. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, speaking of bad habits, it's like even just little thing, not just, not just the diet, like bad habits of like, I've bitten my fingernails since I was three years old. Yeah. And this sounds weird, but I went and saw a hypnotherapist uh-huh. to go to, to take a look at that. And just, it took one session and wow, I have not bitten my fingernails at all. So if anyone wants like this, I'm not sponsored, but Austin <laughs> hypnotherapy solutions. If you're wanting to stop biting your fingernails, go see Pam. She's awesome. Dude, that's really cool. Cause I have always notice you you bit your fingernails especially when you're stressed like i've noticed that because i've been around you in those stressful situations and it was it's anxiety based yeah anxiety stress and anxiety were the things that were the the most crippling things for me and recognizing what those are like the way she explained hypnosis was like really an eye-opener for me right like it's not going to sleep it's not any of those things it's really just being so relaxed that you can actually speak to your subconscious mind Mm. and tell it what to do wow Never heard of and that. that's 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 really how she explained yeah. it to me and so it's really you're just in a state of relaxation you don't feel like any type of like transcendental like psychedelic anything like asleep <laughs> yeah. you're not asleep by any means you're coherent you hear you're, right you're aware um but you're just all your stresses have gone away and it's just the the fog has gone through and you can speak directly to something that can affect some change in your life that's interesting. I've never heard it from a perspective like that. I guess the actual, I've never heard it from a hypnotherapist and you're right. relaying the word. So, you know, when you think about hip, hypnotism, yeah. you like, uh, Cluck like a chicken, you know? Yeah. And you think of like, go to sleep and, you know, literally move or your office space, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you think of, you think of all this crazy stuff or like where they, the watch, yeah. They hold the watch and you're getting very sleepy, but that's cool. That's super interesting. Yeah, it was, I would suggest it for anyone that has issues with anxiety or, you know, if especially if they don't want to deal with medication or anything like that, that's a good first step to go to because it's like a hundred bucks. Oh, that's not bad. To just go to a session and take two hours of your time to, yeah, to learn some things about yourself. What drove you to that decision? Like, how do you, how do you come to the conclusion? Like, oh, I want to go see a hypnotherapist. Well, it really was, 
I had done some research on because I was I was sick and tired of biting my fingernails. Yeah, sick and out. I had tried everything. My parents used to put like jalapeno juice on my oh, fingernails, wow. like when I was like three. Mm-hmm. But it just made me love spicy foods at a very <laughs> early age. Just, yeah, <laughs> uh, like all sorts of stuff. I mean, putting band aids over my fingers when mm-hmm. I was younger. But I'm just take them off. Take them off. Yeah, bite, them, bite my fingernails. And so I was, and I noticed that it was because I was nervous or anxious and yeah. like I, and really what, what I wanted to do was tackle the, the sub problem because the outward manifestation of that problem was something that I didn't like. Right. Right. So yeah. it's like I had to, I can't just stop biting my fingernails until I fix what's causing me to bite my fingernails. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So before before getting into this this healthy routine this fitness and this lifestyle change i know i know personally that you've experienced a little bit of like anxiety and depression and all this yeah, stuff yeah. how has that has it cleared up since like just the weightlifting and the eating right and like the, the treating your body better has that helped it at all yes that i mean that in and of itself has been very much like raising the tide mm-hmm for all of that and just make it easier to just go about your day like good endorphins from working out everyone knows that that's that's something you're going to get from that yeah um there was some stuff that i had done in addition to that just recently honestly that kind of put me over the edge to really and pardon my french but it's like taking my give a fuck a meter down to like completely zero yeah zero anxiety with anything that i do like no no bad thoughts for anything, just like very coherent. But it's was uh, I was I tried magic mushrooms. It was it was really something that I I thought a lot about. I did a lot of research. I read a lot of books. Listened to some audible books about psilocybin. Yeah. Um, listened to some um, stuff from you know obviously Joe Rogan and right, right. and then um, Jordan Peterson. Yep. But also looking at some of the the studies that were done by um, there's a gentleman I forget his name, but he's one of the head researchers at Johns Hopkins and he is one of the only people in the country that have gotten federal funding to research psilocybin and its effects on PTSD its effects on depression yeah. its mm-hmm. effects on anxiety all the all those basically the litany of things that I had wrong with me right <laughs> right um, and in reading that I was like this is something I really I feel like could be very helpful and very therapeutic and I was absolutely right it was one of the wow. craziest most profound experiences I've ever had in my life. That's amazing, dude. Mm-hmm. You see, I eat magic mushrooms every morning and I don't ever feel the effect. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> some people, different strokes, different <laughs> folks, man. <laughs> no, man, that's awesome. And yeah. I've never, I've never personally experienced with that, but I have heard a lot it's of that. It's definitely stuff. not for everybody. It's definitely not for everybody. It's not something that I'd want to do a lot or it's something that it really is. It has its place in its time. I think for people, because it really it lets you step outside of your consciousness and really examine who you are without any of the other stuff that comes with you being you. Yeah. Like you can, you can actually pinpoint yourself as yourself. It's, it's, it's hard to explain. No, I, I understand. I've heard, I've heard a lot about that also. And actually Joe Rogan just had a guy on. They're talking about how they're using psilocybin to, experiment with PTSD it may be mm-hmm. the same guy you're talking about but this was like like very recent like yep. a couple of days ago and um yeah man like it just it's just a weird thing like if you have this thing that could potentially help thousands 
if not millions of people, why hold it back? That, yeah, you know that I mean? and like the microdosing, I'm sure you've heard of that yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. And like the microdosing in and of itself, it's like that is you like it's hard to describe unless you do it, it's hard to describe the type of uplift that it gives your your whole psyche for the majority of the day if you do it yeah it's it's really interesting it's just like it's a good day medicine is really what it is mm-hmm. if, you, if you're gonna microdose like that yeah that's that's so interesting man I, I mean maybe eventually i'll experiment with it but i don't think you need it right now it's not yeah it's not something i'm like super eager to try but it is very interesting to like just the research that's been done on it currently and the, mm-hmm. the effects the positive effects that it has because it has literally cured people of ptsd yes and which is insane in like, one therapy exactly one treatment yeah and so I, I just think that's powerful like it's well what's what really kind of interests me is the uh the psychedelic monkey theory did you ever heard of that yes <laughs> where they're talking about the apes that roamed on the savannah in africa that were basically our ancestors mm-hmm. possibly could have by happenstance discovered consciousness because of psychedelic mushrooms that were growing naturally. <laughs> so wild. Yeah. And just... if, if you take them, you can understand why, because it's the, the whole nature of that drug is that it makes parts of your brain communicate with each other that usually don't. Mm-hmm. And it just makes for some interesting thoughts. <laughs> yeah. And isn't psilocybin the same, the same, um, I heard I heard Joe Rogan say this once, but he doesn't like calling stuff like that drugs. No, no, he, I wouldn't call it drugs. I, I mean, like, yeah, because I could. I don't remember his reasoning, but it's good because I think there's a negative connotation to the word drug, and right. so like when you're using stuff like that, unless or, you're Pfizer, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> Which probably still a little two sides of that coin too. <laughs> That's funny, but basically that um, you're able to see another dimension almost. Like, and this is like. I think he, he relates it to aliens or to, I don't even know, but I don't know. What was your experience like though? Can you remember like after, yeah. you know, like so, first of all, how long does it take to like to kick in? And so mushrooms are weird because you, you get in this mental state of when you first take them, like you get excited, mm-hmm. like, Oh yeah, I'm ready. Let's see what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. What's going to happen. Oh my gosh. Um, and so you kind of psych yourself out and yeah. think that things are happening when they're not. Mm. And then there's this, this moment where you're just like, Oh, okay. It's kind of working yeah. now. Um, so that's, that's the best way I can describe it. It's like, it's, there's no set time because it's like, there's this little window where it's like, you don't, you don't know if your mind's playing tricks on you yet, or you're just like putting yourself into a right. place where, where you, you, you want think, it. Yeah. You want it. Yeah. Yeah. And so that, that's always kind of weird to navigate, but once you're there, you know, you're there. Right. And I mean, it's different. So there's, there's, it's kind of, it's wavy the way that I, is what I would describe it. Um, like at the, the, the peak of the wave, like there were times where like I would be watching a movie and like the people's skin would be like moving around like there'd be it looked like there was a layer on top of the movie mm-hmm. almost like an oil painting okay like or like a watercolor kind of effect that was just kind of moving around on every color and just moving around that's like visually that's one of the craziest things that happened but also 
like I would I would play music and play play guitar a little bit and just oh that's cool and it just things were connecting in ways that I just had never thought of before like I would I felt like it wasn't me controlling my hand playing the guitar oh wow and I was watching this other person do it mm-hmm. and I had no control over what I I didn't know what was coming next but it was just going that's yeah so that was really weird that's cool man. <laughs> That sounds cool. I mean, yeah, yeah. Where did you ever at any point freak out, or did you ever? Were no, you, you're pretty calm the whole time. No, there's the whole thing about it is is your the mindset going into it dictates your mindset throughout the experience. Yeah. So you'll yeah you're happy and you're excited. You're gonna continue to be happy and excited. That's good. Everything's gonna excite you. Everything's gonna be awesome. Everything's just gonna be like oh. <laughs> but, Man. So. But after that, and then what? What you'll notice is that those waves will start to get like shallower. Yeah. And then like you think you're fine and then you look at a painting and then the painting will start and then you're like, oh, it's back. (laughs) Does it last for a certain amount of time or does it just vary by person? It does. So it does vary by person. But if you if you're if you're going to take a dose that makes you hallucinate, you're probably going to hallucinate for probably four hours. Yeah. Wow. That's a long time. Is that about what you were mm-hmm. experiencing? Yeah, yeah. four hours. About, it cool. took about four hours just on an afternoon in my office. <laughs> or not my office, I, in my at my house. Yeah. How crazy is that that while you were doing mushrooms in your house, like your neighbor was just just doing the normal thing? and like You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Maybe I'm getting too deep right now. But it's yeah. like, it kind of shows how small this, like how small we are as people. Cause Our like, little right, like, lifetimes. <laughs> it's so crazy because you were just, you were doing, you know, mushrooms in your house and then nobody around you ever knew unless you told them of course but it's like you right know, you and it's just know. one of those things where it's 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 interesting to talk about it out loud now because it is such for me it's a thing that i want to do by myself right and i want to be away i don't turn my phone off and just kind of because it's something you're literally diving inside your own mind mm-hmm. and experiencing it in a way that you hadn't previously because every single time you do it it's going to be different yeah and that was your first time uh, no, actually, it wasn't. With this, I guess, you know, obviously, it was your first time with this kind of intent. and Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's that's this, the better way to put it. This kind of experiment, right? But mm-hmm. So, what changed for you? Like, what what turned on or turned off in your mind after this? And Well, like we talked about downstairs uh, before we started, like, I really, the best way for me to describe it is like a deep scrubbing of my brain. Yeah. Like, I feel like my brain... All of the crap, all of the negative emotions, all of the anxiety, it's gone. It's removed. And I feel I feel like a different person. Yeah. Like I just I feel like I am on a different level of just contentness, just being okay and just not worrying about things and yeah. not not stressing about things and just letting things be okay. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, what's wild about that, Matt, is that I, you know, I've known you for a, a decent amount of time, and that's not the way I was. <laughs> you're no, no, no. That's not what I was gonna say at all. I was, I was gonna say that you've always been like, dude, you've always been one of the smartest people I've ever met. Right? Very intelligent, very ambitious in all your endeavors, and like, you could always tell there's just one thing like, like kind of holding you back, and it whether it be that stress or that anxiety or whatever it was, it's like. You know, you, you always could tell, like, from the outside looking in, it's like, okay, Matt is, he's a solid guy, but, like, if he wasn't to have those burdens on his shoulders, yeah, like, I wonder what he could do. And so, that's 
pretty exciting, man, to see like what is going to come of this because I know knowing you, you have a great heart. You're a great person, very generous, very giving, and just a great guy all around. Nothing okay. but good could come from this, you know, is yeah. in, in my opinion. I, I agree. And I feel like I'm, I am more centered in my faith. <clears throat> I am like, it's, it's been a, it's almost like a, like best I can describe. It's like a transcendental experience in my psyche to discover happiness. Yeah. Like, and just be okay with being okay. Yeah. That's great, dude. Yeah. It's, it's been a, it's been a wild ride. <laughs> that is a wild ride, man. <laughs> Let's uh, let's take it back a little bit though. I want to yeah. I want to take it back to the fitness part and the more specifically, I want to take it back to what you've been eating. Yes. What so, have you been eating? Um, first thing I did was um, I cut out as much carbs as I could, and that that's been a big big help. Um, I went on kind of a modified carnivore diet. Okay. Which and and stacked that with intermittent fasting. Ooh, nice. So I would, I would, I went pretty balls to the walls with that. And I did, I was doing 20 hour fasts. So I would basically have a window from, I would get done with working out around four or five and have my protein shake to break my fast after a fasted workout. And then eat probably and the protein shake would be an entire avocado, two scoops of protein and an egg. Okay. And then from there, wait about an hour maybe have a handful of nuts for a snack in between. And then for dinner, I typically have like a, a ribeye steak and some broccoli. Okay. And that's what I would eat for the majority of like every day. Yeah. Almost every day. And so I've been slowly adding things back in as I'm, as I've lost more weight and, mm-hmm. and I'm now I'm kind of in that phase where like I do want to gain a little bit more muscle mass. Mm-hmm. So I've added a meal back into the day and keep my protein levels up a little bit more, but really just tracking and being able to understand how much energy my body needs versus how much I'm putting into it yeah. has been, has been really big for me. How are you, how are you tracking? Are you using an app? I did. I made something in Excel. <laughs> oh, you did? Yeah. You just made your own little sheet? Yeah. Well, I made a, a, a calculator in Excel where you put in your height, your weight and your, what a mat, what a I mat know, right? thing to do. That's and hilarious. Your height, your weight and your uh, age. <laughs> and it gives you, it gives you your BMI and it also gives you your resting uh, metabolic rate. Yeah. With whatever equation that I've read online and copied and pasted right. into Excel. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that's the most Matt Wilson thing I've ever heard in my life. But it's great because I can, <laughs> I can adjust every week. I weigh myself every morning and then I can take the average of that every week yeah. and put that into that equation. And that gives me a goal what for every get. day. Yeah. For every day. And then I can adjust accordingly. That's awesome. That's, that's really smart. Actually. I like, I've never heard of that before. Usually people just use the, my fitness pal. You know what the thing is, is that people don't know where to go. So like, I, right. I remember, I remember Daniel telling me, he's like, dude, how do I know how much to eat? Like, cause we're never even taught that ever. So anywhere. think about it. Yeah. Well, if you get your baseline, and then I made it really simple because I'm eating the same damn thing every yeah. day. So as long as you're eating the same thing and in mm-hmm. about the same quantity and you're doing using the exact same amount of in it and you're doing the same workouts every day, then you'll know, you know, if I'm within baseline of being in a deficit or yeah. being in a surplus, yeah. you know, like, cause I'm not trying to get to like 10, you know, find that exact percentage that I'm right. You know, below, I just want to make sure that I am at a moderate deficit caloric deficit Mm -hmm. working hard and i'm not too much to where i'm just getting tired because there was a point where i was i wasn't eating nearly enough and Mm -hmm. i was working out really hard and like i got so tired like it made my blinking slower really like i was it was weird 
Just yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like really delayed blinking. Just, <laughs> just that's crazy. How'd you realize that? Did somebody tell you? Yeah. Well, I was I was sitting at the house. And it was in the afternoon, and I was just like tired, and I shouldn't like I shouldn't be tired. I was yeah. just tired from not having food, which is oh. a different kind of tired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's wild. I've um, as you probably know, Matt. I've never been the one to under eat. So no, you have not. I I have the opposite issue of most people, where it's <laughs> where it's like, you know, I have a really a really solid understanding of what I need to be eating, what times I need to be eating, how much I need to be eating. But yep. I just am like, ah, oh, you know what? F it. I'm gonna eat all of it. I'm gonna eat. I'm gonna make a thing of chicken. Oh, I'm gonna eat all the chicken. Why not? So that's my dilemma right now, which is annoying because I've like, we just we just got back from our trip and we had some pictures of Taylor and I taken over there. Daniel took some pictures of us. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man, these are cool. The edit's cool. The scenery's cool. And I'm like, dude, you look the same as you've always looked. Like, why? Why do you look the same? You know this. You know exactly what you need to be doing to change. And you don't do it because you have these mess ups. Oh, dude, I, we did a wedding the other weekend. Yeah. And I'm not kidding you. They had fajitas. And I was like, oh, yeah. okay, I'm just going to have a plate. And then I had like two plates and then they had sopapilla cheesecake. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to have like one or two. <laughs> and I had legit probably probably six or seven slices of that sopapilla cheesecake. And then my brain just goes on this little like just freaking rampage. And it's like, okay, I know you're full, but have you tried the cake yet? Have you tried the cake? It's lemon. And I'm like, I haven't. You're I right. haven't tried I it. haven't tried it yet. I'll just have one slice of that. And then maybe I'll try the little the little things the little other dessert cupcakes they have but that's just how my brain works bro it's not though like you so like this is my point saying after all this you know whatever this ramble i just went on but you changed your mindset from like not you didn't even overindulge like not to my knowledge because i remember eating out at restaurants with you and you never would like oh i would honestly eat your leftovers sometimes and my problem wasn't that I ate too much. My problem is that I ate a moderate amount and I didn't do anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus, plus beer, right? Beer mm-hmm. has a lot to do with it. Alcohol. But <clears throat> my my issue is that I, yeah, I just go on rampage. But anyways, that's the thing. It's like I I like to I I I I I I, I claim to be a guy who's very into health and fitness. Right. But then after seeing it, your transformation. And even if you're like you look great now, what what are you, what are you weighing right now? Uh, two two thirteen to two sixteen. Okay, but you're also six five. That's probably very close to the weight you're supposed to be at for yeah. your your. So like, like I went down as low as two o six, but that was bad. Like not eating enough, and yeah, I, I that's when I kind of realized I was like, man, I need to add a meal back in, and mm-hmm. I'd rather feel better than than weigh less. Yeah, yeah, because at the end of the day, like uh, I've been told that. And I believe this. I truly do believe this. It doesn't really matter what the scale says. Like, for example, we have, you know, we know that a guy in Marble Falls is that Jack dude, I think Ingle, right? Oh, Nick, yeah. He's probably, according to the scale, he's probably obese. Yeah. But he's jacked and shredded. Yeah. So it's like... Me and a friend of mine talked about that the other day. I talked about him specifically because yeah. he's just a freaking meatball of just muscle. <laughs> dude, he is. He's jacked. Shout out to, to Nick Engel, man. I don't even know him ATX that well. ATX Physical Therapy. Hashtag. <laughs> hashtag. Yeah, I'm supposed to... I'm trying to get him on eventually. One of these days, he'll come on here. I'll but. talk to him about it. I'll see him probably at the brewery this week and I'll, I will mention it to him. Do it, dude. Because I would love to talk to that guy. But uh, anyways, like my whole point is like if... If somebody who's in a way where like so not even that's not even the point I'm trying to make. My point is 
it's easy to get in these bad habits and it's easy to say, you know, you know what to do and you're healthy. So it's easy to justify your bad habits. That's exactly what I'm trying to say. It's easy to justify it. So for me, overeating is like, well, you know, I, I'll just work, I'll just work out work harder. harder. Yeah. yeah. Which is never going to happen. Like it's, I mean, you I'll may work, work out the same hardness. <laughs> you may work out harder, but it's like, it's never going to equal the amount you eat or the amount you put in your body. And so I realized that recently too. And I'm like, man, I'm, I got to step up my game. Just not even because you were coming in the studio, even though that is a, you like, it's motivating, right? It's motivating. Your, your transformation is motivating and it's very inspirational. And, um, I just got to step my game up, man. I look the same. I look the same since high school. That's not true, but you got some. You got some meat on your bones there. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to get the meat off of my bones, though. <laughs> Dude, I'm like, I go on these highs, and then I weaken into a hit where like a wedding comes, and then mm-hmm. I just, it just spirals, just like we were talking about. If you can give yourself two weeks of doing consistent intermittent fasting, mm-hmm. then you'll give your good yourself a good base of being able to continue that for a long time. Yeah, I agree. And even just doing 16 hours. So like 16 hours is, I, I and I'm sorry if my math is off on this and I'd say totally wrong times, but like if you stop eating at like 8.30 and then you have a late lunch, like at one, starting at one. Yeah. You go. Like that. And I've been, I've been doing a light intermittent fast. Like not, and when I say light, I mean, it's not 16 hours. It's a, I'll start eating at, depending on when I go to the work, when I go to the work, when I go to the office or whatever, it's uh, I either eat at 12 because mm-hmm. I got to leave by 1230 or I'll eat at 1130 because I gotta leave by 12. Yeah. So <laughs> it's usually that. And then I'm stop. I'm done eating by 830 at the latest. So, <coughs> and it does help. It's the, the difference that it makes just doing the intermittent fasting is insane. And you never would think that not eating is what the key is to more energy. Yeah. And just a better attitude. Throughout Have you ever the done day. a monk fast? No, I don't know what that is. So it's... got shave my head? Yeah, yeah. I'm not shaving my head. All right, well, sorry. Um, we can get you like a turban or something. Different kind of monk. I'd wear a turban. There's all sorts of type of monks. Right? <laughs> um, no, so this is... You basically eat dinner. Yeah, I love that. And then you don't eat Ooh. for the entire day after that. Okay. And then you eat breakfast the next day, the day following that. So dinner, six hours. Dinner, no food, breakfast. Mm-hmm. You done that? A couple times, yeah. How is it? So once you get past the like the halfway point between your first lunch that you're missing and your first dinner you're missing, that's when your mind kind of really switches and you you really start getting an energy boost. Because mm. it's the natural way that our bodies were designed as hunter gatherers for yeah. hundreds of thousands of years to eat as much as we possibly can and then go for long periods without eating and then go find our food. Yeah. Makes sense. I mean, cause you talk about 300,000 years of doing that mm. versus agriculture being around for 11,000, yeah. 12,000 years, maybe at, yeah. the, at the latest. Yeah, it's man. Not, not enough time for us to have our, all of our food systems just, congeal to that type of eating yeah and be used to that because our bodies just aren't used to that we're used to storing fat from eating carbohydrates in the fall to then burn through the winter right no it makes a lot of sense and i mean i've i've done the fasting thing i've done a hard fast where i wouldn't eat i'd wait till one to eat and Mm -hmm. then be done by like 8 30 
and you just feel good. You do. It does mm -hmm. take a little bit to adjust, obviously, just like anything else you first start. Like the first day, you're probably hungry and you'll probably want to eat or at least think you want to eat. And if you just push through that, then you'll be fine. Yeah, like we were talking about earlier, it's the difference of being hungry and your body just saying, hey, this is when I'm used to you eating. Food. Yeah, exactly. And your stomach actually starts to shrink a little bit and you're not going to be as full. I mean, you're not going to be as hungry. With, right. So it'll take less food to make you full, which is essentially like the key to losing weight is not eating as much food. Right. <laughs> yeah, who'd have thought? Just boiled down. It's so <clears throat> bare bones, basic. <clears throat> um, yeah, man, it's so freaking cool. I'm so glad that you've done this. Not like... For yourself mainly. Yeah. But then also it really is an inspiration to other people, man. I'm sure it's like, cause I know you got a, you got a pretty wide friend group and I'm sure somebody's going to notice and that's not what it's about, but dude, it's going to help. It's going to help others too. Well, I appreciate that. And yeah. you know, if anything, if, if I can just help me like mm -hmm. be better, like that'll, that's, that's enough. Yeah. Like I, I, cause I needed help. I needed, I needed help mm -hmm. at one point. And you admit that and you, you took care of it, man. That's yeah. so freaking cool, man. That's so cool. It's, it's cool to say that. It's probably even cooler for you to look back and be like, dude, I've, I've battled, I've fought, I've struggled, and I'm here. I'm still here. I'm still kicking, and I'm winning right now. Mm -hmm. I'm winning the fight. That's freaking cool. Um, how has this affected your work life? How has this, like, has this brought a ton of energy and a ton of focus into your work, and has it, like, ramped up? Or, like, what, what's the deal? Well, it's, it's definitely helped for energy level and ability to get the job done in the field. Um, like if I'm out on a photo shoot somewhere, it's a lot easier for me to get around. Obviously mm -hmm. I don't have an entire tire hanging around my waist anymore. Yeah. Um, so just the, the freedom of movement that that's given and the, the ability to get places that I otherwise wouldn't have been able to get to just from lack of physical fitness. Yeah. Like that's been a, a huge help because like my job is conducive to, moving around and especially you know like twilight shoots can be very yeah. like stressful where you have to get from one side to the next you only have a five minute ten minute window to get to one side to the next to get to the right shot yeah that you're, you've been planning so um just that has been been very helpful but yeah. then the cognitive side um very much so too because it's like just the stress management it's like it's not even the stress management because there's no stress to manage yeah that's awesome. Yeah, it's made it a lot easier. It's made yeah. it's made life better. That's good, man. So I would suggest anyone just go start lifting weights if you can. Just pick things, pick heavy things up and put them back down. Yeah, and also take a handful of mushrooms. Well, that's a side point, but that's <laughs> that was a, that was a cherry on top. <laughs> a handful of magic mushrooms a day, <laughs> and that's all you need. Dude, this stuff is good, man. I agree. I think we should pour just one more little bit. I'm down. Everybody, this is the sponsor, Buffalo Trace. Yes, sir. That'd be crazy. Say when, sir. Dude, just give me the same amount you got yourself. That's perfect. Yes, sir. Oh, we tripped it on the table. I'm sorry. It's all good, man. Poor table. Dude, so I'm hopefully there's been a little bit of delay in the process, but I'm supposed to be having a table made. You told me about that. Yeah, I'm supposed to be having a table made. Um, there's been a little bit of delay. Uh, I guess the guy doesn't have a trailer to pull it anymore. He did, but his his partner is... So the trick to these things these days is you just have to say that it's COVID-related, and then everything's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Any delay, you just say, hey, it's COVID-related. That's true. That's a good point. Not, <laughs> no, actually, not anymore, dude. COVID's going away. Not really, uh, but it is. 
it's like the flu now, which is good. Yeah. Oh, it's so cool. It's cool having a, it's all, it's so weird how all of a sudden we had to wear a mask everywhere we went at all times. And then now it's like, Oh, you don't have to, I don't have to wear this anymore. And so like now I'm starting to forget it in other places. Cause it's, it's just so natural for me to not have it on. Right. Well, I mean, you were, you, you and I were working together when <clears throat> shit first hit the fan. Oh yeah. And and, you know, for those of y'all that are watching that don't know, like we used to do real estate photography together. So we'd be going mm. into people's homes and people would be flipping out yeah. if you didn't have gloves and a mask and booties on yeah. and don't touch anything. Don't look at me. It's kind of nice, though. Kind of yeah. nice for a little bit because I was like, all right, if this isn't ready, then I'm going to take a photo anyways. And you got to, it's your fault. But uh, <laughs> yeah, man, it was a crazy time. It's like so much was up in the air. And um, the fact that we were able to stay busy through all that and just kind of put our heads down and be able to be kind of the minority people that were working during that time. Was, I feel like it's just a very hidden blessing. Oh, yeah. We had a huge blessing, man. Yeah. We were able to do a lot during that time. And <coughs> it almost ramped up, you could say. Like it almost, the work almost it really ramped did. up. And a lot of it had to do with, um, I mean, the fact we sell virtual tours. 3D tours, yeah, 3D and tours. people did not want to be in person for anything for a good three months in yeah. 2020. <laughs> That's weird. And even, and like, it, the whole thing looking back is just super strange. Mm -hmm. What a weird time that was. I mean, it, it was like a lot of personal growth happened in, for me personally in my life. And just things kept moving, thankfully. Not nothing. There wasn't a lot of things that just came to a halt, yeah. you know. And so it was a huge blessing in that aspect. But it was just a super weird. Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely brought out. It, it was very polarizing that it brought out the the best in some people and it brought out the worst in some other people too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that actually. So COVID is the reason why I have my home gym. None of the gyms are open. Mm-hmm. Remember, we were in Marble Falls. We had one kettlebell each. Daniel and I had bought, purchased our own kettlebells. And then we like got bored with kettlebells because we had been doing them for a while. And so then we started running. So we did all that jazz. And then whenever... You ran your marathon, right? Yeah, it got canceled, though. So we, we didn't actually run it. Obviously, can't you know, COVID. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's so dumb. I was like, I didn't really want to do it. At first, I did. And then it got mid midway. And then I was like kind of bored. I was like, I want to lift weights. I want to do what I was doing beforehand. Mm -hmm. I'm tired of running. Even though it was cool, I enjoyed it sometimes. I can only do running if I'm doing sprints. Like that's, I can't jog. Like I will lose my mind if I'm just sitting jogging for 45 minutes. Yeah. So the crazy thing is it's like, it's like, it's almost like, it's almost like going on a fast when you're running. <laughs> yeah. You like hit that. Certain, it's, a, it's a mental thing. Yeah. Yeah. You hit a certain point and then your brain's just like, oh, this isn't that bad. And then you could start thinking about anything and everything and your mind is kind of like, it's blank. And you're able to think about specific things very like intentively and like in depth. So you're like never gotten to that point. <laughs> Dude, I know, and I hadn't either. Like it takes it takes a while though. It takes a while. And it's not for everybody. Like you don't nobody not everybody has to run. Not even it's just not yeah, super important for everybody to run. But anyways, COVID got me my home gym. Cause I was like, I need to wait. So I like Google, uh, not Google. I Facebook marketplace, the weights, you know, I was looking for them. Oh yeah. And then we have a group Facebook page for our community here in this neighborhood. <laughs> That's awesome. So then I just posted on, I was like, Hey, is anybody selling weights? I'm trying to, I'm looking to buy. And guys told me all the weights I have in there. I'll, I'll show you after, but it's yeah, like yeah. 200 bucks. And this is like in the pandemic, like 
I when everything was the most expensive. November or December. And I think like it was right when p- things were all starting to shut down or like had already just been shut down. Mm-hmm. And this dude was like, I'm just trying to get rid of it, man. I got to like, I got to have room in the garage for the neighbors to come over and party. I was like, all right, I'll take it. So he sold me for Great 200 excuse. bucks. And then like the next, the next day or the next week I was like looking up like other stuff and it was all like two, three, four dollars a pound for weights. And I was like, Oh, I'm good. I'm good for a while. So dude, uh, by the way, speaking of home gyms, do you plan on getting a home gym sometime or what, is that maybe, maybe I've not? I've thought about it. I've, I've priced some stuff out. Um, as of right now, I just had, I, it's so funny. Like the guy that lived in my house before, um, actually built, um, a pull-up bar in the backyard. Oh like yeah. He cemented two four by four posts and put a bar at the top. And then there's a push-up bar at the bottom too. So I can get up there and do that. But he also built a dip bar. What? Right out there. Yeah. And then on top of that, he made some concrete barbell and dumbbells. So Whoa, that's kind of like, cool. So he made a mold yeah. of concrete almost like a bucket size like think of like a sand bucket size mm-hmm. and molded each side and it's like they're hilariously oversized for how he- how not heavy they that's are that's funny but i've got two bar two dumbbells that that are that's dope. made out of concrete and then that's one really cool. barbell that's over there and then i bought a uh, an exercise tire okay a dude just delivered a giant a tire 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 uh, uh tractor tire to yeah. my house and you know get up every now and then and just go flip that four times and go do some pull-ups. That's cool, man. That's really all you need. Have you ever done the Murph workout? So, no. Okay. I do know what it is, though. Yeah. Um, Some buddies of mine, um, mutual, you you met Sean? Yeah, we went to, we went to Port Isabel together. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Sean the fool. uh, Yeah. Um, No, he, he was bragging about him doing the Murph on Memorial Day when he got up and did it. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I could see that happening. I can't do that. No. I'm not there yet. Not yet. Dude, if Sean is there, you're there. Let me tell Dude, you that. Dude, Sean is a former college athlete. I am not even a college former mathlete. <laughs> no, that's not true. You are a mathlete. You're a genius, bro. So I got these like nasty calluses, and this is no, by no means a brag or any sort of. Oh, yeah. Them, them deadlift calluses. I got there. like, so like it blistered like that, and then it peeled, and so like I had a chunk of skin missing. Yep. And it's just not healing over. But, dude, I really think you could do the Murph. Because it's like you're allowed, you're able to modify when needed. Ah. And so uh, a couple, like the last couple sets of the pull-ups, I had a rubber band. And so you put it on your knee. Yep. And the resistance one of those. You know, pulls you up. And mm-hmm. so I had that for the last couple sets. Um, that is was like a true testament to me of like, okay, this old school method of no weights could probably get you pretty jacked. Like maybe you're not going to get huge. Like... You're not you're gonna, gonna gain lean. mass, you're gonna lean, but you're gonna get sure. lean. You're gonna get you're gonna get strong. Like you're gonna be able to throw your body weight around and anybody else's body weight that's similar to yours. <clears throat> Dude, it's cool, man. Well, for me, like I feel like I need to I needed to get rid of a lot of bad weight first, mm-hmm. and then kind of put on good weight, and then get in the weight room and really do a good bulk for a little bit, and then maybe do a calisthenics workout after that because yeah. I feel like there's there's some truth to like. Yeah, I would be able to get lean, but like, there's there's only a certain amount of muscle that I can put on by only using body weight. Right. Yeah, hundred percent. Because yeah, yeah you got to have that hypertrophy, and you gotta you gotta push your body to to gain muscle. You know, you got to break it down. But yeah, um, what, what kind of workouts are you doing now that you're? Uh, I try to keep it really simple. Um, I'll do. Um, it's typically 
Monday through Friday. Um, I try to be consistent and at least do it every day. Um, I've been hitting like four out of five days, you know, most most weeks just because schedule's crazy. But mm-hmm. push pull legs, push pull legs. Nice. Um, so you know, the first push day. Um, I really I don't have a workout partner anymore, so I can't even do barbell bench press at heavy weights because I don't have a spotter. Yeah. So I'll just modify and I'll just do dumbbell bench press. Like typically, my my main lifts are going to be five by five, and then ancillary stuff is going to be like eight to twelve by four. Yeah, that's about what I'm doing right now. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's awesome. I think I really like the push pull split, push pull leg split because mm-hmm. it's. It just makes a lot of sense. It gives you plenty of time to recover, and it gives you plenty of time to hit all the body parts multiple times a week. Yep. And you can go hard. Like, you actually can go hard on all of it and not, like... Because whenever you're doing these, like, true bodybuilder-type workouts where you're, like, arm day and then back day, you're only hitting that that body spot once, that body part. And it's just, like, to truly grow it on, like, a, a very just general and in basic level like your average gym goer that's not really enough like it i mean in terms of getting your physical activity in yeah nah, but in terms ha- of growing have, muscle you have to get you to a certain par before you're able to just you know yeah take every muscle for itself and have its own workout exactly yeah exactly and so that's there yet <laughs> yeah dude that's what i'm doing right now that's what i i did the i did the single body part a day for a while and I had just never really put in the research or the effort to like, you know, do more or to, to consider other options. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I wasn't really benefiting. Like my chest would get stronger, obviously, because like, you know, chest and arms are the muscles you probably work out the most, like most people, right? Mm-hmm. The show muscles. And it's like, that's not what's going to give you the better body or the, give you the aesthetics that you're looking for. Yeah, and if, you, if you're lifting and you're not eating, or right, the then you're just going to just going to be yeah big and fat not just also big and strong and fat <laughs> yeah yeah exactly do you ever channel uh arnold when you're doing your workouts <laughs> no man i i try to keep arnold out of it because that is just that is a whole nother level of uh, no no get to the chopper <laughs> no so like arnold it's just on a whole nother level of life than most people. Like yeah. if you ever get, just get into like the fact that he was a millionaire before he was ever in a movie because he bought up a whole bunch of real estate with the money that he won from Mr. Olympia stuff. Like mm-hmm. it just his whole story behind that. Like he's, he's on another level. Dude, Ar- yeah. Arnold's crazy. Very smart guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't know much about that, but that's cool, man. Who do you channel when you're lifting? Homer Simpson. <laughs> well, actually, uh, <laughs> um, no, really, like honestly, no, just Ronnie Coleman. I'm just screaming the whole time. Woo! Yeah, woo! Lightweight. <laughs> um, no, like it's it's really weird being in the office with just mostly me and Luke now because there's not an opportunity to just like cut up. Yeah, like we used to. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Yeah, the the Arnold days were few and far between. <laughs> yeah, man. Those are those are good days though. We'd cut up a lot. I would cut up too much. <laughs> I'm known for doing that though. But I mean, you, like, we didn't get in the business that we were in to be serious. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, I 
No, I, I quit my job because it was too serious. Yeah. To do what we were doing. Yeah. So. No, I agree. It's um, it's really cool getting to. I've kind of experienced this on a very micro level, but it's cool being your own boss, getting to do what you need to do or want to do, and um, that's another thing, man. I really respect that of you, especially since you weren't doing that at first, and then you're like, oh, what can I do? Like your ambition <coughs> kind of kind of took over, and you're like, what can I do to have my own my own baby, right? Mm-hmm. Your own business, and you did that like. At simultaneously while working a different job like with Luke doing websites so yeah, yeah. that's freaking cool man and I hope that will always go well for you and, and for Luke and it's, it's it's cool man how, how is that being how was that being a business owner during COVID obviously we talked a little bit about it yeah um, it, it was stressful um, because you know the thing that stressed me out the most was y'all like mm-hmm. and being able to make sure that there was things there for y'all to do that we could pay y'all to do. And right, like that, right. that, that was a level of stress that I had never experienced before because it's like, there's people that were, I was responsible for their livelihoods. Mm. And so that was a level of stress that I had never experienced before. That was very real and very sobering um, for the first little bit of, you know, the scare of when everything was so up in the air yeah. with, you know, the lockdowns and, you know, what is this, you know, and people didn't really have a good grasp of what was actually going on. Yeah. Nobody did. This was wild. Such a crazy time. People wearing snorkels and freaking saran wrap to the grocery store. (laughs) I know, dude. I remember (laughs) it's so funny, kind of during the middle of that, before the grocery stores actually started going under, like they never, did they close? No, they didn't close down. Did they? Mm -mm. Yeah. So the time where I was like, Everybody remember when everybody was buying up all the toilet paper? That was oh, yeah. that's a crazy. I haven't thought of that oh, in a yeah. minute. Remember we went to the store, Daniel and I. And There's it, some people that probably have like the biggest regrets in the world. They're like looking at these mountains of toilet paper they have, and they're like, I hope so. Why? I hope so. Why? I hope that the people who bought the toilet paper are, are like <laughs> feel bad. Yeah, feel bad and feel dumb. <laughs> but I just I remember going to the store with Daniel, and we were like kind of learning about it as everybody else was, mm-hmm. you know, and you reading articles and stuff and. Um, it was some lady in the line, like either right behind us or right next to us was like, oh man, I, I just got back from a cruise that went to like, I think it went to like a couple of the Asian, uh, countries and, and we were like, me and Daniel looked at each other. We were like, no, I remember you telling me this. Are we going to get sick? (laughs) It was crazy. And she was like, yeah, a lot of them were scared. A lot of them stayed home, but I came to the store. We needed groceries. (laughs) And I was like, okay, lady. It was funny though, but it's just a lot to reflect on, man. I remember like, I just remember everything being closed and just how sad it was for a while. Yeah. Just a sadness. And like, I remember you and Luke were like early advocates for just take care of yourself and you'll be fine. Like, I, you know, which is freaking the hundred percent truth, you know? Yeah. And then, um, good thing like you know i thankfully don't know many people who aren't taking care of themselves or like yeah super crazy with their health and like in a negative way and so everybody i knew and loved and knew and lo- know and love were you know we're safe and good but just a weird time you know yeah absolutely it's uh it's hard it's gonna be one of those things that like our generation is gonna look back on and be like we acted like that because of what yeah yeah, it's gonna be 
interesting to look back on mm-hmm. this 10 years from now and see, you know, where we are and, you know, how far we've come and what we've learned from how we acted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree, man. Dude, let's do some, uh, man, what were some of the, we used to die in the office all the time. What, there were some impressions that you did that I could just not believe. What do you, what, man, I can't even remember them. I'm all like trying to rave about them and then I can't even remember the ones. I know yeah, you did a good memorable. Arnold. You did a, you did a good Homer Simpson. You did a good, um, damn it, Bobby. Oh yeah. <laughs> Hank Hill. <laughs> That was probably the thing that, like, I remember, like, one of the first days in the office, and you were, like, Daniel was talking about um, impressions, and you are like, man, you can do impressions? Yeah, give me, yeah, he's like, yeah, you can do, like, Hank Hill really well, and, like, show me Hank Hill, like, right now, and I just went, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> you reacted just like yeah. that. Dude, it's so impressive when somebody can sound just like another person. I, I love that, man. What are y'all boys doing up? <laughs> it's 11. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. That was like, we used to crack up in the office all the time, man. That was such fun memories right there. Uh, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wanted to start this podcast podcast off by, by, um, by saying, hey, is that Herbert that just showed up? Herbert the pervert from Family Guy? How, how you doing, Herbert? Sensational. <laughs> I gave you. Some would say that I'm just super. <laughs> I'm going to blow these people's eardrums <laughs> out. They're going to be like, ah! Oh, God, yeah. That's so, so funny. No, we'll, that's we'll funny. Just, we'll just stay back a little more. <laughs> Man. Scooch back just a, a smidgen. <laughs> Dude, I can't even keep it up. I was going to try to do it, but I knew I was just going to laugh. <laughs> no, that's... You You got some good ones, too, man. I'm not good at impressions. I was just always cutting up. Yeah, well, you got the you got the deep voice down. <laughs> yeah, I got the deepest voice in Texas. You really should. Yeah. You should get on like a a late night R and B slow jams radio station oh, and be yeah. the. <laughs> you were listening we, to. We got another one for you, right? <laughs> <laughs> Man, I dude, I, have you ever considered doing like stand up comedy or any sort of like sketch comedy work? I had a lot of people tell me in my younger days that they thought that like I should do that because mm-hmm. I was just I would just say things yeah yeah just say things but I've never really like because being spontaneous fu- spontaneously funny or humorous is not the same as being a good stand-up comic true it's like there's preparation time you know like yeah. all those things that you're that you're putting into an, an act that you're practicing and then also having the bravery to get up and show to a bunch of strangers mm-hmm. and the confidence to be like hey that really is funny yeah yeah man I, I was actually listening to a podcast today with a comedian talking and he said that he was a have you ever heard of Chris Stefano? oh yeah so he was saying he was a physical therapist he, had, he got his doctorate in physical therapy and he was working at a school mm-hmm. with uh, <coughs> uh, with like not spe- like handicapped children right giving them physical therapy and stuff was this the guy that was on Recently, and he was he was with Tom Segura, and he was talking about all the steroids he took in college playing Division three basketball. Yep, that's him, <laughs> dude. He's a, he's the, one of the funniest guys ever, man. He just doesn't give a crap, but he's also a nice guy. He seems like a super nice yeah, yeah. guy. But he was saying that like he he took a stand up class, and the the teacher was like you know letting them do whatever they they got their stage time, but it was only in front of their own class. Yeah, and then the owner of the club that 
a New York club walked in, the owner of the club that they were able to do the class, the, the, the school in, came up. And he was like, listen, guys, I'm not trying to scare you off. I don't care what you do, but none of you are going to make it. Just, just statistically, none of you guys are going to make it in, in entertainment. He's like, you got to work hard at this like you do with like basketball, right? Like the guys in the NBA, they're not playing the games and they're going home and resting and, and, right. and resting until the next game. They're practicing the next day. They're in the gym the next day, every single day leading up to that. And then they're playing again and they're, they're performing at the peak of their, their level, you know? And so he was like, man, like that's, that's so true. I got to do that. And he had a basketball mindset already yeah, coming yeah. from college ball. And so he knew like kind of what that meant. And so it was just a good perspective. Like it really makes you think like for me, because that's kind of my passion is like making people laugh. Mm -hmm. And I always say, I don't know whether that's in stand-up comedy, obviously I've never done it or sketch comedy or you should get a set together, man. This dude, I know it's like, it's, I, I work on it. I do work on it like very small, but I don't ever put the time and effort that I need to Mm -hmm. in order not to embarrass myself. And like, I think, well, that's the thing. You have to be. You, you have, have to be, be okay willing. With it. You have to be willing to embarrass yourself. Yeah. Because it's. That's one of those things. that's just like it's going to happen. Yeah. Every good comic has had a bad set mm-hmm. and been booed. Yeah, hundred percent. Especially when they're starting out. Like yeah. you, you listen to any of the except for like maybe Dave Chappelle. He's just crazy. He's on a different <laughs> level. But I'm pretty sure he started when he was like 15, bro. Yeah. 15 years old, and that's so nuts. But yeah, man. So and that's one other thing is like I honestly feel like I'd be totally fine with getting booed if I know what the end goal is like, but also it, according to the, every comedian you ever hear, they're like, it's a different, it's a different kind of pain hearing a, a crowd boo you off the stage, you know? Oh, so I can't, I can't imagine that. Yeah. I, I, I don't have anxiety anymore, but that would give me. Anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So we'll see. I, I really want to do it. I was, yeah, we'll see. I, I think I'm going to, like, I you don't should. think I'm going to, I, I know I'm going to do it. It's just, matter of setting a date on the calendar and figuring yeah. it out well and you have the ap- aptitude and you have the material because mm. you're just a naturally funny person thanks man appreciate that yeah we used to, we got a lot of laughs man we we man laughing is my favorite thing to do in the world i can't even i can't even begin to explain it heck we, when i walked in the door like we probably just all said just funny things to each other yeah like immediately and that's all we did was just laugh at each yeah. other the first like five minutes i was here yeah, and that's what that's what I liked about the office environment in Marble Falls is mm-hmm. that like, at first it was quiet, right? Because that's just kind of what you guys were used to, and then we kind of started getting more jokes thrown around and mm-hmm. a little more cracking up, and all of a sudden, like everybody was making jokes. It wasn't just me or just yeah Daniel. It was like everybody, and it was fun. It was just it was a cool environment, you know. Yeah, that's cool, man. Um. Matt, you got anything else to say about your your journey in the fitness and health and and your experiences with psilocybin? No, and- <laughs> no I mean, I that's I mean that that part is very much a sidecar or just very ancillary to the change in mindset to to basic fitness routine and diet. Yeah, um, I'd say that anyone that feels like they're struggling with weight or with you know anxiety or depression the f- the best thing you can do is just go for a walk mm-hmm. just go for a walk walk until you're tired that's that's a that's the be- the best first step is starting to take steps yeah that's good 
So it's really good. That's what I would end on. I would just say that if if you're going to start something, start easy, and be consistent. Yeah, consistency is key. It's very true, Matt. I thank you for coming, man. I really appreciate it. I'm I'm glad. So just to, just for the listener, but Matt, I wanted him to come on a couple of weeks ago, but he was like, no, 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 I'm not coming on until I hit my goal with my weight, and obviously that's happened. Obviously, you've hit the point to where you're like, okay, I'm, hit a I'm goal. comfortable. Yeah, there, there's hit. the the there is like when you're when you're in that mindset, there is no like actual goal other than end goal. There's multiple goals along right. the way along yeah. the journey, but there's no end in sight. Yeah, it, it's it's just a it's it's a race that never ends. Right. Yeah. So you hit that goal you wanted before you yeah. come on the podcast. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. There's no end goal because if you have an end goal, then you're just going to go back to your old ways after you hit the goal. So, no, that's awesome, man. I really hope that people, whoever listens to this, needs to hear it because, and we'll post if you're if you're really down, I'll put it on the IG, the page of uh, the before and afters of you. Okay. Before, yeah, because it's. It's a big change, man. Not only physically, but you're mentally and you're just, yeah, everything. It's it's freaking amazing. I love it. I can't, I can't explain to people how, how much that it means to me, like as a friend that you did that for yourself. You know what I mean? Thanks, brother. I just, it's just so, it fills me with joy and I love it. It motivates the hell out of me, man. Let's get it. Come on. Let's do it right now. Let's do it right now. All right. Push-ups. <clears throat> All right, Matt. Well, dude, social media. You got social media? Website? Um, business? So, shout out everything, dude. So, so if, you're, uh, if you're in the need for any type of media for a internal, external space, austin360photography.com. Um, we take care of residential, commercial real estate. Um, I mean, we work with hospitals. We work with apartment complexes. We work with business storefronts. If you have a space that needs to be photographed or given a virtual tour to let your customers experience it without actually being there, give us a call. We can take care of you. And that's that's aerial photography and regular photography, baby. He does that drone work too. That's right. Awesome, man. What about your social media? Like so, your personal or your um, business So you can hit me up on Instagram at Matt W, um, M-A-T-T-D-O-U-B-L-E-Y-O-O. Um, the other one was taken, so I had to choose something else. <laughs> the other one was taken. That's dope, man. Thank you so much for coming, man. I really, I really appreciate you. Thank you. And uh, I'm so proud of you, man. Proud of you. Thanks proud for, of you, brother. Thanks for the whiskey, man. Yes, sir. All right. Cheers. Have Bye, everybody. Night.